Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio, supported by Real World at reelworld.com and TrafficCast, broadcast media, social media, and advanced traffic data for commuters. The Traffic Karma mobile app is launching soon. Market exclusive broadcast partnerships available. For details, please email info at trafficcast.com. That's info at trafficcast.com. Brandwick On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. What is the radio? Right, now the last clue. On local sports talk radio. I like to see. I like to be surprised. I could play my phone, but then I know what music is going to come on. So I like to be surprised, so I turn on the radio because then I never know what's going to come on. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist David Martin and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand. And today it's about blocking and tackling. Specifically, it's about being brilliant at the basics, Tipper. Yeah, and we get the great opportunity to learn the current thinking of someone who is seeing the future when the future wasn't cool, John Paracall. Oh, you're right. John's got a great reputation for an almost uncanny sense of being able to see the future before others do. We're happy to have him here today at Brandwith On Demand. It is our privilege to welcome to the podcast the amazing John Paracall. Welcome, John. Good day. How are you doing? Never better. Tell Excellent. us about what's going on with your current firm. My current firm is Breakthrough Management. It's an extension of what I've really done for most of my life, which is to try and understand how to influence people better. My early life was marketing, media, programming, formatting. Ever since the first time I saw you, John, uh, you've been talking about fixing stuff right the first time. So with that in mind, what's one thing that you think the average radio station should be paying more attention to today? I'm going to say it again. I heard it my first week in radio. It's never stopped. Commercials. That's what radio should be paying attention to. And unfortunately, as it devolves into programmatic buying and you have companies that don't even have salespeople working with clients anymore, commercials just getting worse. Simple question for your listeners. Do you like being yelled at? Do you like people screaming in your face? Do you like being told what to do? Do you like someone waving their finger at you and saying, listen, because if you like that, you're going to like a lot of the commercials on radio. They're terrible. They're horrible. The quality of audio commercials, they told me they were awful when I started in the business nearly 40 years ago, and they still are. And people say, well, how can I possibly do anything about it? The people who can do the most about it are the smaller radio station, the mom and pops who've really got a foot in the community where it matters that you sell something for that person, that restaurant, that car dealer. Heck, you know, selling a combine harvester if you're out in Nebraska. And um, make your commercials better. The number one thing I'll say when you're focusing on those commercials is it's never about your product. It's always about your customer need. It's never about you. It's always about what your product can do for them. And keep in mind that there has to be an emotional benefit as well as a practical benefit in any commercial. It's not enough just to tell me what you do and put a big long list on of your product attributes, but rather how am I going to feel as a result of doing business with you? How am I going to feel as a result of interaction with your product? So fixing things right the first time would be uh, commercials. The second thing on fixing it right the first time would be talent training. 
Just training people. The more you train up front, the less likely you are to have a problem down the line. Yeah, that's the uh, great uh, importance and value of onboarding today, which mm-hmm. most companies are not very good at. Yeah, unfortunately, it's become the new buzzword for what's called getting used to the place, uh, which is what onboarding really is. And since they fired almost everybody who was over 50 in companies, there's nobody with any history anymore. Mm-hmm. So somebody new who starts doesn't know where to go for help. And uh, it's an issue. You're right. Onboarding, unfortunately, is not done well when it is is done well, it's magnificent, and hats off to those companies that do it well. Absolutely. John, you alluded to the fact that everybody is kind of being challenged to do more with less these days. What would you recommend to help a busy program director, for example, prioritize or maybe even triage more effectively? Number one is put your people first. If you're going to prioritize anything, it's put your people first, because the more that the people who work for you and with you can take stuff off your plate, the more that you can do what a program director optimally is charged to do, which is to think about the product and then help create a more compelling, engaging product. So the more, even if you only have a few people, and unfortunately, most people only do have a few people, manage them. Here's one rule that I think a lot of program directors might want to consider, Never assume that a person's got a skill unless you've seen them do it three times unsupervised to your complete satisfaction. It's proven. And the reason that it helps you prioritize your time is you don't get something called boomerang delegating happening, where you send something out to and say to a person, can you go do this? And somehow it ends back on your to-do list a week later. And you go, how did that happen? It came back like a boomerang. <laughs> uh, we do have a blog on this, how to better manage your time and prioritize more effectively on our website at um, Breakthrough, Breakthrough Management, that btmgmt.net. Uh, and I, I'll, the link will be available on your website. I'll send it to you. Um, the other, you know, the other thing in prioritizing time, just, you know, the things you have to prioritize are really simple. You've got to stay on the air, which means is your engineering up to date? Is your tower being maintained? Is everything right? Because you've got to keep the license, which means that everybody needs to know the rules there. And then the final thing I'd say on prioritizing creativity at the top of the list In other words, spend some time, even though you feel like you're just overwhelmed, get in pizza on a Friday and and get your team as small as it may be or as big as it may be together and say, how can we be more engaging? How can we be more creative? What could we, if we could just do one thing that was more engaging and creative on this radio station in the next 24 hours, what would it be? And then just do it. Excellent suggestion. Brilliant in its simplicity. It's the name of the game, my friend. It's the name of the game. Keep it simple. Well, John, I'm, I'm reminded of that old axiom from nursing, which was learn one, do one, teach one. You know, that's uh, the essence of what you're saying, and I think it's spot on. Mm-hmm. John, one of the last things we want to do is put you on the spot, but can you share one radio station who you think is doing a great job at getting it right? I might not be able to put a whole radio station, although there are a bunch that do it right, like WTOP in Washington, which does the Newswheel probably better than anybody just by the way they devote resources and manage it like a space launch. But the one I I would say that I think gets it right over and over and over again is Elvis Duran, who's on Z100 and now syndicated in a lot of places. He's really the first crowdsourcing guy. He gets the listeners involved. He has relevant and timely questions. Then you hear what everyone else says and you go, wow, I feel like I'm part of something. He's doing work on the Today Show now too. Gets inside their heads. 
So, John, if there were one thing a show or station could do right away to be better, what would you recommend? Number one, listen to your station as a listener. It's, it's almost a dead art. But here's what you do. You get out of the radio station, go somewhere else. You can go around in the van. You could go to a hotel room, just somewhere out of the office and turn off. And this is really hard for people. Turn off your phone and your email. You'd be surprised that the world doesn't end in eight hours. Sit and listen to your radio station for a day and make notes. And then ask yourself the following questions. How do you feel after you've listened for 30 minutes? How do you feel after you've listened for 60 minutes? What's fabulous and what's truly awful? If you're throwing up after listening to the 10th liner read by one of your DJs, uh, and you think maybe something more engaging could be on, like there's a rainstorm outside, you'll get a better radio station out of it. Sure. Listening for what's not there. Mm-hmm. That was great, John. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Coming up. Stuff that works so well, we stop doing it. Brandwood On Demand. Keep up with what the hottest stations are doing. Replay Radio will schedule and record any streaming radio station or show automatically. And the integrated media guide makes it easy to add a station or show with a single click. Try Replay Radio free by clicking their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. Brandwidth On Demand. Stuff that works so well, we stop doing it. Stop. When will they stop? Just stop. Stop. I stop. Stop. Continue. Optimizing your own air to promote your radio station. Uh, can you give us some examples, Dave? You should always be doing things on the air to get people to listen longer or to listen again. Cross-promotion has become a lost art. Mm. And is it just me, or is radio kind of losing its way when it comes to showbiz, especially on-site? Radio went from what I call the card table remote phase, where the banner was never seen because people were standing in front of it, to realizing we had to compete with the best kiosks at the mall or in store. Now stations are going out with unpainted vans because they serve the whole cluster, and a lot of them don't even have magnets or anything, so there's no street presence and very little show presence inside. It's almost like we're falling into the old Kovan trap. Cost of everything, value of nothing. You're right about that, Kipper. John? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, almost everything. Um, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. Uh they stopped care. I'm going to come back to it again. They stopped caring about commercials. They really don't care. Yeah, I've never seen anything proving that commercials are an inherent tune out. It's bad commercials that cause people to tune out. We used to like good commercials, uh, and that's got to be a mess, especially in this PPM era, don't you think? PPM has done a horrible, it's, it, it's, it's the Trojan horse of radio. It's come in and almost destroyed radio because everyone's looked at the PPM and said, well, there's only one way to do radio. All we can do is, you know, stack all our commercials twice an hour and then go wall to wall with music. That's a good point, John. It's almost as if ratings have become a distraction. And it was a real easy way out for people who aren't very talented creatively, who don't know how to manage people, or who are under tremendous pressure from head office not to spend money hiring people. So they said, okay, we'll become a jukebox. And what you have here is cause and effect becoming the same thing. And with all the music services, I mean, Pandora, Spotify, isn't it the stuff between the songs that's going to make radio stand out? 
the one thing that radio stopped doing was really caring about what the DJ said. And and now they just have them do liners. They just have them repeat over and over the same boring slogan, which is all about the radio station, not about the listener. And and that's just, I think that's been one of the biggest uh, nails in a coffin that radio is trying to build for itself. And there's a way out, which is stop doing, getting people to say something that matters on the radio. Hey, that's great stuff, John. Locking and tackling. It's all good. Thanks, guys. Our thanks to the always interesting John Pericol. Hey, the extended play of this interview, including items trimmed for time, are available in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. Next time, another big thinker, Fred Jacobs. And if you've got questions for Fred or any of our other guests, please feel free to shoot us an email, show at brandwithondemand.com, or your comments are always welcome on our 10-second sound off line. That's 802-489-4739. 802-489-4739. It's a wrap, Kipper. Thank you all for listening. And here's something to think about. Know your numbers cold. That's right, your metrics, they're important. The thing to do is to track everything you can track and then ask the most important question of all, which is why, what's happening, what's not happening, and what can you do to influence the action? Be sure to join us next time for Brand With On Demand. Any reuse or redistribution of Brand With On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brand With On Demand. Not your average quarter hour.